BOTUS MUST STOP. I DON'T WANT TO ROCK THE BOAT. I WANT TO SINK IT. ARE YOU GOING TO BARK ALL DAY, LITTLE DOGGY, OR ARE YOU GOING TO BITE? Brett, DELUSIONAL. DELUSIONAL IS OKAY IN YOUR WORLDVIEW. I'M AN ANIMAL. YOU DON'T CHASTISE CHICKENS FOR BEING DELUSIONAL. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! 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 What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Oh, welcome back to a very somber Apologia Radio. This Hate is... to in come in like that, but yeah. God's word, yo. Yep, exactly. This is Luke the Bear hosting once again as Pastor Jeff is still on his missions trip there in Kauai. And you just heard the word read from my man over here, Valley Wind, Hamburglar, Zach Attack. What's up, everybody? Good Any to other be here. nickname I can think of. And on my right side, back, it was uh, second or third time I think he's been on, Pastor Zach Morgan. He has a litany of nicknames. Thunder Pups to Thunder be Pups is my favorite. most prominent, yeah. What now we're, when we're on the street together at the mill, I just call him Thunder. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Thunder. Yeah. Thunder. And if you don't know what that is, it's because he is a booming voice when he's out on the street. And I think it was, didn't wasn't it you? You said he had some Thunder Pipes. Yeah. But we all thought you said Thunder Pups. Right. That was how it got started. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, how would you describe Zach? So I was yeah. just like, man, he's, he's got Thunder Pipes. And yeah. of course, Luke misheard. No, I, he also misheard. We all, I think we all misheard. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are weirdos. Anyways, Thunder Pups is one of his nicknames. That being said, I'm going to get into it quickly here today because we have a guest I'm going to announce here in a second. But uh, in case you did not see it, the state of New York yesterday passed, was it yesterday or two days ago? A couple days ago. A couple days ago. Passed a bill allowing uh, full-term abortions, which is just disgusting and despicable. I mean, it's... It's still an abortion, just it's yeah. it's like another step on the vile scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, and so here quickly, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to pull this up. So I was gonna play for everyone the sound of Romans chapter one. So that was. Everybody cheering at the at, in New York two days ago when they when the governor signed the bill, uh, they were cheering. That's the sound of Romans one. That is the sound of you being given over completely to God's judgment. Yeah, That's exactly right. Straight up given over and giving hearty approval. Yeah, to those who do the same. And uh, I like you said, Luke. It's important that I mean a child killed in the womb from conception is just as wicked mm-hmm. as a child killed in the ninth month. However, there is something to be said for balance and being even more mortified and and horror-stricken at what's being allowed yeah. to go on in the state of New York with a child um, in its ninth month all the way up until birth, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, somebody, I'm, I'm not going to, I haven't watched it. Somebody just sent us a video of an actual partial birth abortion yeah, and it was, you know, disgusting. It was an it was an entire baby sticking out of the mother, except for the head, and then I believe they snipped the yeah 
the uh, the spine. Spine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't even such such is where we live yeah. right now. This is the wicked and vile generation. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about this, but quickly because uh, I want to bring in our guest. He's our good friend, longtime friend, Pastor John Speed out of Syracuse, New York, and he's had a very uh, eventful, ex- exciting, last eventful a uh, couple days. And um, so, if you don't know who John is, he was actually one of the the founding uh, members, if you will, of uh, Babies Emerged here, and he had a big part to play in that. And he's known Marcus for a long time, and uh, we actually have the first sign the original sign right yep. there that he was a part of um actually you, you sent us that sign um anyways uh so john is a, a huge uh longtime friend of ours and so john welcome to the show thanks for having me so tell us about the last two days for you what's been going on well you know i got back from washington dc the march for life uh late monday night and the vote in new york was on tuesday we had several members of the church at the uh, in the legislature in the legislative building there the Capitol building with signs um, you know tra- protesting that that bill and uh, they were there for about seven hours you know on their feet just trying to make a statement mm. and um, the bill of course you know the rest of it you've been talking about it was voted in that night I was just distraught man mm. I mean we did what we could um, I contacted our legislators and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we did really everything that we knew to do. Mm. And um, I was just burdened by the whole thing. I really couldn't sleep that night. And I was just praying, Lord, what could I do to make a statement that would be appropriate for this, the, the wickedness of this? Yeah. And so um, the next day I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm just having a day of mourning. I'm not opening the store today. They're not going to get my sales tax today. Um, and so we just printed out a sign explaining that to our customers. And uh, we ended up, um, you know, closing the store for the day and uh, hanging that sign up. And we took a picture of it. Um, I guess we sent it over to Marcus. And uh, next thing you know, the thing gone, it went viral. Yeah. Uh, literally literally viral i've never had anything really go viral before <laughs> yeah and um i guess my my wife's cousin contacted us today and said you guys have your own hashtag now so somebody's <laughs> hashtagging john speed well that's amazing man <laughs> i didn't crazy. even know that it's wow. nuts but we're on i was on glenn beck this morning briefly and uh like shapiro shared it <laughs> even march for life shared it right to life shared it uh, it's been all over the place, and we've got other interviews that I'll be doing today and tomorrow. Um, and we've been getting orders. Glenn Beck pushed our website really hard, and so every two minutes the phone's been ringing here. What you just heard, that's, that's another yep. sale coming in. That's the sound of business rolling sale. in. <laughs> hey, Carmen, by the way, Carmen, if you haven't, can you put that the sign up uh, when you get a second so everybody can see what it looks like? But go ahead, John, sorry. All right, all right. and so... Um, you know, what's kind of cool about that, you know, I don't know all of Glenn Beck's audience, but I'm assuming a good number of them are Mormons, and we send out gospel tracts with every order we send out. Awesome. <laughs> so mm. they're getting the gospel. Praise but God. I, I've just been floored by it, and I, I've been trying to understand it, and I, I've been having a hard time understanding it because I don't see myself as a hero or as this was any big thing, but that people are interpreting it that way. Yeah. And on one hand, I think... It's because they're just not used to seeing anybody do anything about this That's issue. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you go out to the abortion clinics. I've had abortionists spit in my face. I've had them try to run me and my wife over with their car. You know, you name it. Uh, that's the stuff that I think is brave or whatever, if, if you can call it that. And even that's by the spirit of God and by the grace of God. Yeah. yeah. But this was just hanging a sign in a window and yeah. and they're all acting like I went on out to Boston and threw a, a big case of tea into the water. <laughs> 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 and, you know, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, it's, it's been a little bit mystifying to me Yeah. that, yeah. Um, you know, five years ago we do babies are murdered here. This really should have happened back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, God's uh, timing. you know, I'm not, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful because it's giving us a platform now on the bookstore's Facebook page. 
you know, if I post something up there, I get about 32 likes in a minute. Wow. Um, mm. And so I can, I'm using it now to post up uh, stuff on abortion, <laughs> which is crazy from yeah, a business yeah. standpoint. Wow. But Amazing. I'm using it instead of the babies are murdered here right now because it's actually more effective. It's oh, right. getting, it's crazy. Never would have seen it. And you and you said there's been seven thousand more views of babies murdered here since yesterday, correct? At least I haven't looked at it since this morning. Man, I think Marcus looked that's amazing. at that. And 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 I the thing I think we have been the most amazed about and that we love the most is the fact that there's all these pro life groups that we have so vocally spoke against. Right, mm -hmm. they they you said just kicked you out of a parade not too long ago, and they're now sharing your post. They're sharing babies are murdered here, um, and I'm and it's we're extremely grateful. I told Marcus, I was like, all it took us was a stupid little sign in a window, right? Like right. all these five years we've been trying to like get everybody to open their eyes, and that's all it took. It's you know like Zach said, it's just God's timing. No, uh, but yeah, right. man, that's a, that's incredible. No. Yeah, I think it's God's timing. Maybe we, we just weren't ready for it, you know, back then. Yeah. Um you know, sanctification wise or whatever, but, um, praise God. I mean, better late than never. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this, uh, it, I just saw a comment on the live feed and the this brings up a good, um, conversation. I think, I think you, uh, John has about 12 more minutes with us. So when you got to go, just let us know. We'll keep okay. you on as long as we can. But I saw someone in the comments said something about that, that it, it can't, it cannot be stopped at a state level. Right. And so we were talking about this yesterday Zach and I were, um, why is it that the pro-choice groups and the, the liberals get this? Why is it that they understand that it can only be changed at the state level? The same thing happened with marijuana, right? And now you have the pro-choice groups who are saying, oh, no, we're not waiting on the federal beast. Right. You know, we're just going to do it ourselves because that's how our nation was set up and established. It has to happen at the state level. And the problem we have is that the pro-life groups – uh, sit back and they're waiting for something to happen at the federal level and it's never going to happen that's right it has yeah. to happen at the state exactly. level yeah. um and i'm gonna let zach say something but like um when i saw this come across um the other day it was like it's like man we need and, and i know you're one of them john but like we need the christians we need the pastors in the state of new york to, to yeah. make a stand to stand up yeah, because absolutely. they have to be the ones that are going to have to make make it make a difference it's not going to change if it doesn't come from from the pulpit exactly um i'll let yeah i think zach was going to say something but no i mean that's man shepherds it, instructing the people but also um talking to the magistrates instructing the magistrates in terms of what god requires um especially at this juncture of such injustice uh reigning throughout the land and you said it man why is it that the pro aborts and the cheerleaders for death get this? Yeah. When for the past four decades now, um, you know, you have those within the pro life movement who seem so content to um, take piecemeal victories here and there uh, with the incremental abortion legislation, right? That says you can kill a baby as long as it's under these circumstances. But the other side isn't playing that way. Right. They're not playing the little piecemeal game. They're right. co they're coming for dominion. Yeah. They're coming for victory, and um, they they know how to fight. And they're not really they're not really taking a break, mm. right? They're not really sleeping on the job. Yeah. They are relentless in their pursuit of what they want, and they make a lot of noise. Yeah. So I mean, how how is it that Christians and those within the pro life movement just haven't seen that you know state level change, local change is the way to go? Yeah. And we have, we were just talking too, I think we did the math. There's, was there five states? Four states? Um, I believe, let's see. Um, I think five. So so four that, that we would say, I mean, if you're new to this discussion, yeah. there's four states right now solidly that have legislation trying to be pushed through, you know, personhood at conception, uh, personhood of South Carolina. There are several abolition bills right now that would ban abortion outright from the moment of conception. That would be the the difference between that and say an incremental approach, yeah. right? It would be end it, outlaw it, period, yeah. right? So there's a handful of states that are now really yeah. trying to push on the other side of things. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We're we're trying to get in that club as yeah. hard as we can. Arizona will be on <laughs> the we're working on it. Um, well, what do you think about that, John? What do you guys say, brother? Well, um, yeah, it really is. I think we, in New York, there's still actually hope. I think in New York, if we could approach the conservative 
counties and the conservative cities and villages in upstate New York. Mm. Um, I think it's possible that you could create sanctuary counties mm. and sanctuary cities for the unborn. Mm. Um, if you, because the you know upstate is basically disgusted with almost everything that downstate does. Sure. And I think that it's something I want to pursue is approaching pastors and approaching conservative politicians in upstate and say, look, let's let's show Cuomo that we can beat him at his own game, and we're going to declare these places sanctuary cities and counties, even if they don't have abortion clinics in them. Just say, it's never happening here. Mm, um, I think there's a way, even in New York, as liberal as New York is, to at least you know, push back. And I think that's part of what this sign thing in our window did is that it gave people some degree of hope that, yeah. hey, we can push back. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that is. Let's take it to the next step. Yeah. Let's let's do the next thing. Right. Yeah, we were talking yesterday too. It's it's just I know it's sad for for guys for people like you in New York or like California or Washington or Oregon. Live in such where, liberal states. Yeah, yeah. where like really overall the states yeah. Well, I'll just say the overall states like that are actually conservative, but because of where all the politics happens in a, in a liberal area, that's where all the votes and stuff are at, and and so it it ruins it ruins stuff for the rest of the rest of you. They're like, no, 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 this that's not us. That doesn't represent yeah, us. The, you know? uh, excuse me, they don't yeah. speak for us. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> right? why that's why California is like legit trying to like separate into three states. Mm. You know, because they got the top half saying we're not. I don't want anything to do with. Orange County. I don't want anything to do with LA and Hollywood and mm. and uh yeah, so it's it's crazy but um oh. well, we 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 feel we feel for you man. We're praying for you and oh, we just legitimately like asking God to have mercy on New York and yeah. not yeah. go full Sodom and Gomorrah on the state. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's what this does. This is I mean, what John has done is it's one righteous stand yeah. that God is blessing. So God is blessing that and it's going to take more men and women making righteous stands like this yeah. one to make enough noise to show people we're not going to kill babies in our state, and especially Christians. Christians are the ones that have to take these kind of principled righteous stands because if they don't, who's going to? If they won't right. show the community, if they won't show the cities um, and the towns and the local magistrates how to stand for righteousness, who's going to do it? Right. Because Christians are the ones that have the objective, unchanging, revelatory standard of God to stand on and say, no, this is wicked. This is evil. This is not reproductive health care. Right. I don't care what yeah. it's called. I don't want to I don't care what you want to call the right. bill. OK, but that's that's not what this is. And so it's going to take more principled stands like yeah, this. How do you think we're going to get pastors to preach it from the pulpit? How, how are we going to get the, the body to start doing stuff like this? Lead yeah. by example. Exactly. And that and that's that brings me. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to play this video because it just got posted. I don't know if Carmen's gonna be able to pull up into the show today or not. But you know, we've we've been going to the Phoenix City Council. We went yesterday again. I got to speak in, in yeah. Zach's uh, younger sister Desi, uh, she Thunder Junior brought mm -hmm. it yesterday. Man, she and, was uh, fire. And so you know, we've been challenging, we've been challenging people now since and it's happening December. It's happening, yeah. So like we need more though. We yeah. you know, if you're watching, you haven't heard this challenge, I'm challenging you to go to your local city council and 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 hold them accountable and tell them to end abortion. Uh we you know, we, we, the, the official challenge I guess I've been proclaiming is that we want somebody in the top 10 cities in the US this year to start doing it on the regular. Uh, we've yeah. been doing it since December. Zach's been able to do it a couple times. You've been able to do it a couple times and uh Give us a liberal one. Someone go to Vermont yeah. and just or LA and just yeah. herald the or truth. New York. Yeah, for goodness sakes, you know, like Phoenix is number six. Where I want the other nine <laughs> cities, like right. and and so. But you're right. We've had what has there been? There's one Florida, four, four Washington, other, five other states. People started doing that. Yeah, just since this December. So you know, we want people to start doing this. One of yeah. our friends tried in Oklahoma. Yeah, Shane. Five and a half Shane, hours yeah. he was at that meeting. Yeah. They closed at 2.38. It. It's going to take some recon to yeah, totally. know how to, to figure do that it. out. Yeah, but, you know, we always, I, I keep mentioning Proverbs, you know, where it says uh, where there's no prophetic vision that people cast off restraint. Yeah, right. And, and so we want to put an end to that. We want to, 
we want to have a prophetic vision. And John, that's what you did, man. That's yeah. what you did with your sign. That was mm -hmm. a, an opportunity for, for prophetic vision. You said, I'm not going to stand by and allow this to happen. And look, look what's happened. You know, you yeah. know, yeah. people are responding positively, and that's what that's what that verse says that they will do. They that they will uh, love God's law. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah people, man, people will follow courage, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I know you got to get. Oh, sorry. Pray go ahead, for us, brother. My wife just held up a note for me and said that Fox and Friends wants to interview me Saturday morning. <laughs> man, <laughs> yes, God is so good, man. man. I don't know. This is crazy, but pray, just pray that God will use all that to do exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, people have you guys got any, uh, movement. sorry about that. Did you get any negative pushback, any hate messages on Facebook or messenger or anything like that? You know, only from people locally, uh, yeah. not from, uh, you know, all the major outlets, um, that we, we've been on. Uh, uh it's just been, some people Favor. locally who are not happy with us saying anything about it at all. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, praise God, man. I, I, I really feel like God's blessing you, man, for, for standing up and, and doing the right thing. And, and, you know, like I said, casting some prophetic vision. So we love yeah. you, brother. I know you got another interview you got to do here in a couple minutes. Um, yep. so I'm, I'm grateful for the time you're able to give us. And if you're watching, go support, wait, that reminds me, what's your website? Where, where can people go? Uh, for the books. bookstore? Yeah. <laughs> um, johnspeedbooks.com. It's just J-O-N. There you John go. Johnspeedbooks, no H. Look him up on Facebook, share his posts. Go get some printed work, Go buy some books. Yeah, but <laughs> keep blessing this, man. We love him. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, thanks again, man. I know you got to get going, so we'll be praying for you and all these interviews and opportunities you have to, to further this uh, this this uh, mission and, and hopefully – God willing, allow us to be a part of any abortion in our nation. Yes. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you. Love you, you brother. Man. Love you, man. Man. Woo. That is faithfulness, bro. Yeah, it is. Man, how exciting. And can we, I don't know, maybe, I know we have a lot that we yeah. want to, bulleted that we want to talk about with New York. Um, but can we talk about why we're doing what we're doing in terms of end abortion now, local ministry, and then what, kind of vision we're trying to cast for how this should be engaged with Christians starting to go to the local magistrates. What's, what's the basis for doing that? Cause I've had people ask me that. I don't know if you have, I mean, wh why are you going to city council? Yeah. What, what do you think that will accomplish and what's your reasoning? Yeah. Like give me a foundation well, for I, that. I think the, the, uh, proverb I just mentioned, uh, I think scripture is clear and you know, I, I give, our good friend Rusty Thomas credit for pointing that out in my own life. Yeah. You know, and we, we've seen instances, right? Like in Kauai, we've talked about this. You you guys go to the mill, you go to, you know, preach at son's games or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you see that when you, when you, when you're actually there and you're proclaiming God's word and you're, you're proclaiming truth, like people respond to that. You're, yeah, you're going to get negative responses. You get positive response too. That's right. And, and I think, um, just there's no, there, Again, this goes back to the eschatology discussion, which Excellent. I'm not, we don't have. This is what we're getting to. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's we, we just, don't have, it's funny because I saw in the live comments, someone asked something about, you know, well, is this really post, post millennialism? Cause you know, look at New York, it's getting worse. And it's like, right. You know, and so, but it, it does come down to eschatology, right? Because the church has shied away, um, from speaking prophetically to the magistrates and, and holding our, um, our, councilmen and our senators and and our government accountable to god's law right mm -hmm. and so so there's been no prophetic vision that people have literally cast off restraint and that's where we are today and the only way to get get back to a position that is honoring to god is to proclaim his word and to proclaim his law right and i think it's so key the assumption behind what you're saying is that leaders those in positions of authority and government um, you're talking like they ought to obey Jesus now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like in the present, mm -hmm. like not at just some point in the distant future. Yeah. So Romans it, 13 wasn't, uh, right. Like a once in, once in the moment, once in time thing, like that still stands. Yeah. Exactly. That's what people will say though. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, 
Well, yeah, Jesus is King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords, um, and he's he's ruling and reigning right now on his throne. Um, so it, they'll talk about the kingdom in terms of the kingdom has already come, but it's not yet also. Yeah. But as we talked about here before, what's really meant by that? Um, it's it's here, but not really. Right. If I mean, if you get down to what it means, and we go to a passage like Psalm 2, right? Just we take Psalm 2, we take a passage like that that says, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath, terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. And he goes on and he says, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your heritage, saying to the son whom he has begotten, yeah. meaning installed as his king That's from right. the center of worship of yeah. God's people. That's right. Um, ask of me and I'll make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. And then after all that, here comes the warning to the kings. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Mm. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Verse 11, serve who? The Lord. Yeah. with fear right mm -hmm. the, there's a command going forward from the author that says kings of the earth reverence and serve the lord lest he be angry and you perish in the way you are to pay homage to the son kissing the son paying mm -hmm. allegiance to him your role as a magistrate is to serve Yahweh, yep. the Lord God of Israel. And then you quoted Romans 13 that talks about what the, the, the job of a magistrate is in terms of punishing evildoers, right? right? Protecting mm -hmm. the righteous, all of these things. And then lest anyone be tempted to say that a passage like Psalm chapter two is, you know, let's say someone would say, well, yeah, but that's later on. Mm. The, the kings of the earth uh, later on are required to obey Jesus. But right. right now we're not to be involved in this political aspect of mm -hmm. things. We're to just bear witness and, 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 you know, be good witnesses, but, just preach the gospel and take, but take a look at Acts chapter four. You take a look at Acts chapter four, what's going on in the first century church. The apostles are undergoing immense persecution. They're being scattered. They're being brought up before the authorities. And this is what they quote when they're captured by the authorities. Um, they are, threatened not to speak anymore in the name of Jesus and then they're mm. let go mm. and then they return to the believers and what do they quote Psalm 2 right. why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed Jesus for truly in the city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed Herod Pontius Pilate the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And then what happens in Acts chapter five, they're brought before the authorities and the authorities are saying, you're filling up Jerusalem with this teaching and you're trying to bring this man's blood upon us. Mm -hmm. yes. So the apostles, that was the charge leveled against the apostles. Yeah. You're trying to bring, wait a minute, you're trying to bring this innocent man's blood upon us. Right. And so <laughs> the apostles in the new Testament, post cross post resurrection post ascension quoting the psalm that requires magistrates and kings and rulers and those in authority to obey jesus mm -hmm. or they're going to perish they apply to the present day yep so my answer to the person just by way of a be of of beginning as, as to why we go and we speak at these city councils and command these people in positions of authority to obey jesus is uh, psalm chapter two <laughs> um psalm chapter two and uh, the authority of Christ as ruler of the kings of the earth. That's how the Bible defines uh, Jesus's office. Mm. He's ruler now yep. of the kings of the earth, and they must obey him. And the apostles apply that text to the present reality. And this was 2000 years ago. Yeah. So from this moment forward, right? Christ has, uh, the Lord has installed his king yep. on Zion. So uh, serve him or you're going to perish. Yeah. And that that brings up. I was gonna. I was just thinking something. Um, you know, you said uh, now and not yet. And when you typically when you hear a Christian say that, it's because they they're uh, dispensational. You know, 
pre-mill. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. And Sometimes they've just adopted yeah. through osmosis. Yeah, but the, the point is when they say that they're 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 waiting for some sort of physical political like yeah. revolution. So that's when they say, well, yeah, it's kingdoms here, but not yet because they're looking for that 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 actual physical kingdom here, which you know, as post millennialists, we would say that's that's an incorrect view of that. Um, right. And but, Jesus said the kingdom is within you. Exactly. Right. Yes, exactly. And so that, and, and then I was thinking, cause I know you, you brought, you brought it up, um, right before we started, you know, the reason we titled this episode, the empire state strikes back, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so in the time, in the time of the new Testament and in the time of acts, um, you know, they, they, like Zach was saying, they weren't being persecuted, uh, because they were proclaiming Jesus. Right, because actually the the or even worshiping Jesus or even worshiping Jesus at that time, Rome actually encouraged the worship of whatever god you want. Does right. that sound familiar to you? Right, um, sounds like pluralism and yeah. the society that we live in. They right. they were encouraging that, but that's not why the the Christians were persecuted. They were persecuted because they wouldn't call Caesar Lord. That's right, because mm-hmm. uh, they said they wouldn't say uh, Kaiser Kyrios, right? No king but Christ is what they were proclaiming. That's why they were persecuted because it was a direct affront to caesar right worship your gods but give caesar the pinch of incense yeah exactly as lord they better worship caesar that's what he wanted yeah and so and so now it's nothing's changed there's nothing new under the sun right it's the same we we're christians are find ourselves in hot water now because we will not bow down to demas right in new york if you don't bow down to uh the new york demas and support you know, full-term abortion. Now you're going to come, come under some trouble. And, and that's why, uh, Christians were, that's why we're, we're at now because we've allowed, we've abandoned the culture so much and allowed it to get to a point where they no longer even care or respect, you know, Jesus or the gospel, whatever they're just, it's all about, like you said, plurality. Right. And, and you're good to do whatever you want. As long as you don't tell me that Jesus is Lord. Right. And, and so the question comes down to for leaders and people in positions of authority is what standard ought they be instructed by as to how to rule? Right. And it, it comes it comes down ultimately to the word of God or the word of man. Mm-hmm. And if you hide behind, okay, and I say that respectfully and lovingly to some brothers who might disagree with where we're coming from, if you hide behind the fact um, or if you hide behind the position that the word of God is not to instruct our magistrates, then what will? Yeah. What's the standard? What will instruct them? Whose word will become what they point to in ruling um, righteously? Yeah. There there isn't a standard objectively that they could point to. And so that's really where we're coming from in this is Christians must instruct their magistrates from the word of God, from the Bible, from the law of God, as to what is righteous and and what is not. Right. And if you say, well, that's only for believers. Are you saying that Jesus never commanded anyone to repent? Mm. Well, there's some people in this area that would say that. <laughs> right. So, but but that's the point. Yeah. Magistrates, those in positions of authority, it doesn't matter where you're at. You yeah. must obey Christ because it's his standard that you're going to be judged by. Yeah. Sorry, I was laughing a second ago because <laughs> Zach's wife just butt dialed us. And I don't understand Zach and his wife Jessica, who we love dearly, they can continually uh do group chat butt dials. <laughs> like I've never you met make anybody. account for everybody, bro. <laughs> they do it all the time somehow. And like Zach won't even, so I don't even understand how like, I do it. Won't, his phone yeah. he will be like not anywhere near him and it'll butt dial everybody. It's amazing. Um, but then when you actually need him to do a group chat, you can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can only do it by happenstance. <laughs> you guys. Oh, we love you. Love you, Jessica. Sorry, that's why I was laughing. I didn't want people to think I was laughing at what you were saying. Um, anyways. Yeah, no worries, bro. So, but that's um, the basis. If yeah. someone were to ask, why do you do what you do? Yeah. That's why. Absolutely. So there's like a whole slew of, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire some stuff here. It's a whole slew of, of uh, abortion nonsense. It's funny, we were talking about this yesterday because I think on maybe Sunday, we're like, what are we going to talk about this week? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. And then between then and like yesterday, it was just like one thing after another. Yeah. Leading up to the the actual bill, which Mm -hmm. we can talk about too. Yeah. So back to New York, I mean, they just, 
they made the uh they lit up the world trade center pink to celebrate to cel- celebrate the new york uh, bill legalizing full-term abortion mm-hmm. pink like that's the color of like babies yeah baby girls so good on you new york um there's that's one thing and, yeah uh nancy Pel- I mean that's that's like I mean that's like the White House and rainbows. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the same it's the same casting off restraint. Like that let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. It's mm. just parading we your don't, sin like Sodom. It's parading your yeah. sin. We don't want God. We don't want his standards. Mm-hmm. And from the highest place, from the most exalted tower, we're going to proclaim our will be done, God, not your will. Yeah. That's what that means. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things here quickly. Uh, J- Jimmy Carter, who I didn't realize was still alive, um, <laughs> claims to be a Christian. He says he teaches Sunday school every Sunday at his church. Ouch. So there's a there was a interview he did on HuffPost Live this week. Um, one, he said that Jesus would approve of gay marriage. I uh, hope he's not teaching a Sunday school that. And then and then to tie it into abortion, then he basically said that he's against abortion overall but that jesus would be in favor of abortion and in the cases of like incest and rape no he wouldn't (laughs) again by what standard yeah but i'm so um, fearful for that man yeah imagine the level of influence that he has and what he's going to be held accountable for yeah Yeah. to say stuff like that is just i can't imagine so that's like like that's junior vile right right that's like vile light yeah uh, let me crack open a cold one of Vile Light. There's yeah. Jimmy Carter. Give us a stout. Uh, then there's the stout Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. So she says this week, talking of pro-life people, she says they pray on Sunday, P-R-A-Y. Right. And then P-R-E-Y pray on people the rest of the week. Pro-life people, the ones that are trying to you So know, she's talking about sidewalk counselors stuff. is what she's talking about. Who knows? Well, I, I mean, think who, I think in general, yeah. pro-life people, right? Yeah. They're trying. But, you know, you know the they've the this liberal pro-choice agenda has tried very very hard to make us look like terrorists. They've literally sure. said that they're terrorists. Yes. Yeah. Right. And Terries. so, Terries, <laughs> drags you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean this the, the whole again. This is Romans one, right? We talk about when you're given over in God's judgment what normally is right and true becomes folly to these people. And they literally just do a 180 and flip the script. So right. Isaiah five, woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And exactly. And so in their worldview and their position, things that have always been true are no longer true. And things that are vile are true. Like you just said, it's, it's mind blowing. So, I mean, it's like no Nancy Pelosi, actually the people that are preying on people during the week, are the abortion doctors right. and, yeah. and, and you, the, by the way, and you, by the mm-hmm. way, for supporting B-T-Dub. what you're supporting. Yeah. For what you're supporting, you're the one making young women pray. And that does not discount the desire of young women to go to an abortuary to murder their child. That's the desire that they have in their heart. We see it every single week, mm-hmm. but you are providing by your tacit support, a harbor for them to do that. You are making them a prey for those that shed the blood of their children and you are also preying on the little women in the womb mm-hmm. and that is really where this needs to stick is yeah. that you are the predator so you are the one um making money off of the backs of these children and destroying the lives of these women yeah. so please do not uh entertain us with the notion that you are for women or for women's rights or reproductive health care. I just I, I can't get over the, the name of this the name of this bill, the Reproductive Health Act in New York, right? Yeah, that, that's what they called it. That's what they called it. I didn't even. Catch it's that. it's called the Reproductive Health Act. So, reproduction, sexually speaking, um, has occurred when you are pregnant with child. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Reproduction has yeah. occurred. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's not the issue with this, and so the this ploy of taking language and taking words and manipulating it and shaping it right to, to suit your agenda and your means. Yeah, right. They do that well. Right. right. So everything is, 
is twisted, right? It's it's not sodomy. It's loving union between two people that love each other, mm. right? Mm. It's not um, slaughtering your little girl in the womb. It's reproductive freedom. Yeah. It's it's health care. And so... It's not a developing baby in the womb. It's a clump of wasteless human tissue. Right. right. Well, yeah. And so even, you know, reproductive health, really what they're doing is they the health of the reproduced is thrown out the window. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's so it's just an oxymoron. Yeah. I mean from the, a bunch of morons. The the wor- <laughs> Yeah. The the wording of the, the bill itself, the language, it's really it's that, that bait and switch to sound noble, to sound righteous, to sound virtuous mm-hmm. when in reality it, it is it is the opposite mm. of that. This is opposite. Um, it could not be further to the other extreme of opposite than a righteous decree or righteous legislation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, was like, there was another video we were going to try to play, but it didn't work out, which by the way, we're not going to be able to play Desi's because uh, Karma said is live streaming. But go check that out. Y'all. Yeah. 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 Please and watch Pastor that. Luke's. Yeah. And mine will hopefully be up today or tomorrow as well. Um, but there's another video that's been floating around and it's of an, uh, an, uh, abortion doctor it's a i hate even using that term it's of a murderer mm-hmm. yeah. um and he has just murdered a baby in the womb and pulled the baby out bit by bit and piece by piece and he has a metal tray that he's sifting through the body parts to put the baby back together to make sure you know as we always say they make sure there's nothing left inside so the mom doesn't get an infection and there's a shot it just happened to pop up there's a shot of him holding the baby's head right with eyeballs popping out yeah and he uh, he says it's a real important thing is that we've been able to help this young lady. Mm. Um, it's yeah, and it's disgusting. Can, and it's can disgusting. I just say, Go ahead. I, obviously, this is this is really heavy, you know, show that that we're doing today, just by way of the subject matter. But friends, we have to, as gruesome and sickening as it is mm. to talk about these things, and as heartbreaking, they have to be seen. Mm. Yeah, they have. to they have to be shown to the public. We have to put it on a banner and we have to fly it in the faces of people so that people wake up. Yeah. yeah that's what scripture says too. Right. Do to, not partake in wicked deeds of darkness, but rather what? Expose, expose them. Expose them. You, so we, we have to continue putting it in front of people and pray that God doesn't convert them to pro-lifeism. Mm. Okay. That's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is not to get people from being pro-choice to pro-life. Exactly. The goal has always been and will always be the spirit of the living God operating through his uh, word, the word that he has authored to raise people from death to life and to save them. Because you know something? The person that gets saved, the person that comes to know and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and trust him for forgiveness and salvation, that person comes to honor life. That person yep. begins to understand right. the value of fatherhood sure. and motherhood and children and family because they begin to see that that's how God is once they learn more about his familial nature in the yep. Trinity as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What God commands of us to fill the earth, be fruitful, to multiply, to take dominion, to build God a house suitable for him, which was always the commission in Genesis. But now in the New Testament, it's the same commission. All authority right. in heaven and on earth and has earth. been given to me. Go, Go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all, all that I have commanded you. All of it. And so we begin to see how essential children are, how highly God speaks of them in the gospels, especially Jesus. Mm-hmm. How highly does Jesus speak of a child? He says, you have to become like this child um, in, in, in your childlike dependence on the father, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the kingdom belongs to such as these. Like he gives the portrait of what it means to be a citizen in God's kingdom by using the example of a child. And so the goal always will be not converting people to an ideology first. They need a heart transformation. They need to be born again, and then they'll come to honor and respect life. But you cannot use the pro-life movement as a gateway drug to get them into the faith. Yeah. You're not being honest. Right. You need to give them the truth. 
up front about who Christ is and make this about the gospel and about the lives of these children. Exactly, because yeah. the pro-life movement de denies the efficacy of the gospel, right? Flat out. Flat out. <laughs> they are absolutely unconcerned. Mm -hmm. that, I know we don't want to spoil too much, but our, our friends went to um, the March for Life. Oh, yeah. And that was the theme. John and Marcus. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll probably so, be talking about this next week. Right. Actually, so. so John and Marcus. And that was the theme. The theme was science. We don't need to use yeah. the gospel. We need to talk about Jesus. So, um, I mean, at that point, I mean, what's the hope? Right. You're just going to convince people that it's a right. life, and and then what? It's just I mean, hard to not honor Christ. All the money poured into the pro-life movement, all of their activity, and that's not to say that what they are trying to do is is not noble. Sure. There's a lot of good people in that movement, but just think, without the power of the gospel, denying yeah. its power, it's all impotent. Yeah, all that they're doing is without any type of effectiveness at, yeah. at all. Right? Well, and it's sad, and you want to see proof of that. Uh, Look at New York. Yeah. We'll look at Cuomo. I'm sorry, but Cuomo's Catholic. I just, you know, Nancy Pelosi claims to be Catholic. You know, so now all the Catholics are in outrage. Well, we need to, you know, re we need to excommunicate him from the Catholic Church. It's like you got bigger problems than that. This is why the gospel is so important because they don't have the gospel, right? And so it's all like you said, it's hopeless. It's meaningless. There's no point to any of it if it's not uh, based and founded upon the gospel, right? If Rose overturned tomorrow and this nation has not turned to Christ, it will be a failure. Yeah. Absolutely. And besides, that doesn't even matter now because you have abortion advocates pushing for changes in the law and removal of abortion from the criminal code at the state level. Mm -hmm. So for all the, the pro-life legislation that has gone forth, and again, there's good people behind it. It's, it's not to say that their their motives aren't noble and sure. what they want to do, but mm -hmm. how much of, of a failure Mm. Has this been when you have a state like New York that's done what they've done? Um, it it blows all that legislation out of the water. It, it meant nothing. Yeah. yeah, this is the the man that builds the house on the sand, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not. He, he hasn't built it upon upon the solid rock of Christ and upon the gospel. He's built it upon upon the sand. And as soon as Governor Cuomo walks through, yeah, yeah, and washes it away, you know, like then what? You're left to start over. You have everything you've you've built is gone yeah right and so start over on the rock you're trying to build the edifice without the cornerstone yeah mm -hmm. it just which goes is to what show i preached you, on last week <laughs> it goes to show you that just most of the pro-life movement needs to be saved themselves yeah 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 and, and so to bring it back to the empire right um yeah i know i know zach was really hoping to get into more of this so one thing i like to talk about that i stole from Old Andy San Sandlin. Our good friend Andrew Sandlin. Oh, Check I him out. I love me some P. Andrew He's Sandlin. amazing. He's been on here a few times. Uh, he, he wrote an article. It was, a, um, it was just about a year ago. It was right before we went to, mm -hmm. to Ireland last year. And um, they really kind of transformed, I don't know, the way I think. And, um, and I just completely lost the name of the article. Forgive me. Well, it's called The Imperial the Gospel. The Imperial Gospel. Thank yeah. you. I went to say it and it was gone. Vanished. Like, Maybe it like the marched off. Pro-life movement. <laughs> it marched off. <laughs> Sorry. The Imperial it's been March. A, it's been a crazy day. There, I'm with you. So the Imperial Gospel. Thank you. Um, and, the, and the point of, of his article was he says the gospel's imperialistic. You know, when I first read that, I was like, what does he mean by mm -hmm. that? Because, you know, you think of like imperialism. You think of Darth Vader, right? You think of like, right. like someone that's... John Williams' score. I think I just see it all like in my mind. So. <laughs> Do you think of someone that's not a good person, right? Right. And and the reason he he calls that, and the point was like, um, you know, Evangelion, right? The go the good news, the gospel. Literally, it's Evangelion. Oh. Um, it, it, that was a term that wasn't invented by the apostles that in the early Christians, and Jesus. That was a term that was already being used, and the emperor would literally have, uh. A, a gospel bearer like so let's say an emperor was returning from battle mm -hmm. they would have someone go before them um you know sh shouting the good news that the king is is coming the yeah. emperor's on the his good way news of the king right exactly yeah. and so and so that's kind of where he he's going with that article and it, it really blew my mind because then he says the the um the gospel is designed in such a way to eliminate all rivals. Yeah. And that includes sin, that includes death, uh, that includes pro-choice nonsense, right? <laughs> and that's, so the, the gospel's designed in such a way to eliminate abortion. Exactly. That's, that's right. right. And you're not going to eliminate abortion if you do not start with the imperial gospel. 
Yes. Which means that your proclamation has to be bigger than just uh, turn from your sin and yeah. come to Christ. It, it has to be, that's a core, uh, a core component of the gospel is yeah. the call to repentance and faith. But it has to be the all-encompassing, all-consuming scope of Christ's rule and reign over all things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is what should be in the foreground of the gospel. As we go forward, you know, Christ says, he, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul gives this picture in the Corinthians. It says that, um, praise be to God, for he leads us in triumphal procession. He leads us in a victory parade, right? Carrying uh, the train of his captives behind him, mm -hmm. right? So he's got this victory parade going on. And our goal, our responsibility, our motivation is to go out and proclaim, hey, the king's come now. Yeah. Like, come, come and be a part of what, what God yeah. is doing in the world. The king has had victory. He's, he's, he's had victory over the nations, right? He's had victory over sin, over death, over Satan. It's all being put under his feet. Now, now come and drink, come and drink from the waters of eternal life. Come and, and, and be a part of what God's doing in his kingdom. And so if your gospel proclamation doesn't have that in it, if that's not part and parcel to your message, it's a truncated, you, you have no power. Yeah. Because if Christ is not king and on his throne and doing that, where is the demand for people to obey a king without authority? That's yeah. exactly right. And that's why so much of the American evangelical, evangelical evangelistic efforts are just impotent because of that truncated gospel message. That, it, it, that message about Jesus as king, preaching the gospel of the kingdom mm. is not happening. Yeah. And so we're seeing the fruits of that. We need to get the right gospel message back in the, in the, in the way it should be preached with all the necessary yeah. essential components. Jesus as king. Jesus commands repentance. It's, no, it's not, well, in, invite Jesus into your heart. Right? Right, right. That's not portraying him as the king of the universe. That's yeah. not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. It's really just a, a obfuscation. It's an obfuscation of who Jesus is. It's reducing who he yeah. is. Just mm -hmm. invite him into your heart. No, you preach him as king. This king is commanding you to... To repent this yeah. king is commanding you to put your faith in him i always like to qu quote our, our buddy joe boot at this point where you know he says people will tell me i have an an overrealized eschatology and he says no the problem is you have an underrealized soteriology right exactly. right and so um you're exactly right you can't come in you can't come in with the gospel that one doesn't preach repentance um, of course that's just a false gospel <laughs> it, it truly is like it truly is a false lordship salvation yeah um, but you're right. You also can't come in with the gospel that's that's two kingdom, right? You right. can't come in and, and Christ is Lord up here, but not down yeah. here, right? I mean, that's yeah. just Gnosticism repackaged right. with the Jesus bow, right? <laughs> like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know. But for real, like, it's you can't come in and tell someone to repent and trust in in Jesus and believe in Him as their Lord and Savior, but then, you know, then not not use that same authority to tell people how how to live that don't proclaim Jesus. Yeah. And that's why we we are where we are because the the Christian church and our culture has you know just kind of hidden our little bunkers, mm -hmm. you know. Hit our light under a bushel. No. <laughs> no, we've created oh, a no. culture that has no bearing on the culture. Yeah. A subculture. Yeah, a sub a subculture yeah. that we hide behind. Exactly. Yeah. That has no uh, that has no uh, influence on the culture at large. And right. that's not that's not biblical Christianity. Yeah, right. it's not. Yeah, that's, well, that's why we're right. where we're at. Why do yeah. you think the Christians in China are being persecuted right now? It's because they are growing and they're influencing the culture. Right. And the Chinese government is is recognizing that, mm -hmm. and it's just the same as the as the Christians in the Book of Acts. Right. They're not. They will not say. I don't know who is in charge in China, but they won't say he's Lord. Mm -hmm. They will say Jesus is Lord, and now mm -hmm. they're being persecuted uh, in large numbers. Right. And they're putting us to shame. Yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, faithful, faithful brothers and sisters yeah. over there, and mm -hmm. keep them in your prayers. And that's, that's one of the pillars of this discussion is, you know, people quote a verse like uh, Philippians chapter three that talks about our citizenship being in heaven. Mm. Right. And that's why. You know, we need to we need to keep our mind on on heavenly things, not earthly things, because our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. Right. People use that verse to try to come against, you know, Christians who would 
um, identify with the values that we do in terms of offensive proclamation, taking mm-hmm. ground for Christ, advancing the kingdom, all of that. But if you look at a passage like that, uh, the Apostle Paul talks um, about those who walk as enemies of the cross. He says their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame mm. with minds set on earthly things. And verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So if you look at this passage and you look at what a Roman citizen was commanded to do by his king, where he found himself, Mm -hmm. it was to occupy that culture and to permeate it with the good news of Caesar. Bingo. And Paul, the Mm. apostle, is applying this Mm -hmm. to Christians whose citizenship is in heaven, not on earth, right? Because their king um, is in heaven. And they are to take the culture of the kingdom, gospel culture, right? So culture is just the the public manifestation of the worship of a people. That's all culture is. So if you go to Tibet, you're going to encounter Buddhist culture. If you... Worship um, externalizes, Boot calls it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Worship externalized. If you come to America, you're going to have a largely secular culture. Um, You know, if you go to a Hindu country, you're going to have primarily Hindu culture just as an expression of the people's worship. But when Jesus saves a person and saves a nation, he fundamentally alters the worship of that people and that produces a new culture. Yeah. And that is that culture is called the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so Jesus, who is our king, with our citizenship being in heaven, we are to occupy and to permeate the culture with the good news of the king and transform where we are. But we can't do that if we're running. Mm. We can't do that if we're we're dying to escape. You can't be (laughs) offensive if you're you're throwing up the walls and hiding. Remember, I was just thinking of that whole like Occupy Wall Street movement a few years ago. It's like, Occupy Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Occupy your community. Yeah. Occupy your state. How do you do that? By by boldly proclaiming the gospel. What's well, that? so practically. It's not conceptually difficult. And calling, calling Just, the culture to repentance. Exactly. Practically, what has God given you? What's the arena he's given you to minister in? Yeah. It's First, it's your home. It's your family. Primarily. Right? Yeah. The, those closest to you. Mm-hmm. And then it, it branches out from there. What other area has he called you to take responsibility in? Well, that's your mission field. Yeah. So start internally from what's closest to you and then move out and move out. Yep. And then, oh, you're part of a church? Okay, well, great. You're part of the local church. Now you're called to evangelize your community, your neighborhoods. Yeah. You know the. So practically speaking, how? How do we occupy? That's how. Look at yeah. where God has placed you mm-hmm. and then... Be faithful in just those areas. He's not calling you to be faithful in every every single area, right? It's not everybody's job. It's not every single person's job to do everything that we do, right? Well, of course. The outreaches we do, you know, even being on the 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 sidewalk preaching the gospel at an abortion mill. Sure. Not every single person ought to be out there doing exactly right. what we do, mm-hmm. right? So where has God called you to be faithful in your arena? Do right. that. You know, we talk about this is brought to my mind. We talk about the, the gates of hell, right? You know, the verse says the gates of hell shall not prevail. And so we always talk about how that gates are a defensive mechanism. They're not offensive in scripture. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea is that the gates that are trying to protect hell will not prevail against the gospel. And Christians have completely flipped that picture. And they think that, that the gates of, hell are trying to offensively exactly. come against us. So we we are the ones that have actually, the church has put up the gates surrounding That's ourselves right. to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and and Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You should go forth. The gospel is, gonna, is going to break through these gates that's protecting hell. So you want to know how you end abortion? It's with the gospel because the gates of abortion will not prevail. That's right? right. The gates of homosexuality will not prevail. And so it's as Christians, we need to any other injustice, you, know, any, you name it. Count, yeah. yeah. Count them off. We have to deconstruct that false pietism that drives that. Yeah. Well, we have to stay behind the four doors of the 
of the church or the four walls of the church, we have to keep ourselves from the from the culture because the culture is going to pollute us. Right. The culture is going to corrupt us. Of course, we have to protect our children. We do have to protect ourselves from yeah. wicked. And the Bible says that we are to hate sin and hate evil. But we've abdicated a responsibility through a false pietism. Yeah. It's, a, it's an intellectual thing that we need to get over and say, no, it's not spiritual. This is not the way that the scriptures teach us. This is not the example of Christ. We have to go out of the four yeah. four, four walls of the church and, and be an impact. But my question to you is, is that ever really going to happen in the church at large if the pulpits aren't preaching nope. it and the pastors aren't exemplifying nope. that? It'll never happen. Man, I, I, just, I don't see how. I mean, because that's the only reason why I'm sitting where I'm sitting right now. I mean, yeah. other than God's providence, of course. But there's that seeing it, seeing it done faithfully by the shepherds that God has put over me to do, it changes everything because yeah. that becomes your example and that becomes what you model, right? So like Hebrews says in uh, chapter 13, right? Um, when, when the admonition is being given to remember your elders, remember those in authority over you who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. That's right. Yep. You are to be an imitator of the shepherd and the uh, authority that God has placed over your life. And when you have a shepherd saying, hey, come do what I do. Come speak like me, right? I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm trying to be yeah. faithful in my area. Now come do what I'm doing. I'm not saying that I'm going to do it right every single time, right. but I'm saying, um, come be like me. Come follow Christ with me. Come follow Christ as I follow Christ and just come with me, mm-hmm. come with me and go. And so that of course starts in the pulpit, right? Um, but then actually leading from the front, seeing your mm-hmm. leadership do that. I mean, there's nothing that's been yeah. more valuable. Yeah. Well, I'll, very few things. I just, I want to, I want to end on this as we're winding down here on time. Um, the, New St. Andrews, their symbol, if you don't know about New St. Andrews College, it's up in Moscow. It's the university or, or private college, I mean, that that Doug Wilson helped start. Their symbol is a shovel or a trowel and a sword. And the the meaning the behind that is, on one hand, they got the sword right there protecting themselves. As Zach was just talking, we still protect your family. You still have to fight off yeah. the evilness. But mm-hmm. the other hand, they have a shovel because they're building, they're working, they're working yeah. and plowing. They're plowing. Um, plowing. You know, maybe it's a rake. Maybe you had just, you know, I was talking about rake the rocks you're given. Maybe you just have a pile of rocks you got to rake. But whatever it is, maybe it's a hammer. The point is, one hand you're you're defending, you're fighting, and the other hand you're building. Um, and so often, uh, Christians. Well, the reason we are where we are at is because Christians are only doing the the fighting. And it's not even active fighting; it's hiding. Right. That's that's how they fought is mm-hmm. by hiding. And that's not to discount spiritual warfare. I mean, yeah, it's it's right. very very real. Um, and you, I think you'll find as you advance further, um, you'll that will increase, that yep. will continue, if not intensify, mm-hmm. in your life, because yep. the enemy knows what he must do to destroy you, and if he cannot push you or tempt you with the things of this world if those things have no pull over you then he will use internally those closest to you or those within your church or those within your family or you know whoever it may be family friends he will use those people um you know whether it be someone apostatizing from the faith whether it be sickness um he will press on that to affect you and reach you so just you must be prepared for that <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be ready for that and don't be surprised exactly when right. it comes right absolutely well zach's thank you dudes i, I love i love what this turned into yeah, today it was just great. kind of a discussion on the kingdom and yeah. the gospel mm-hmm. and because I, that's that's what this is all about that's how we do things baby like boo. new york yep are terrible but because of christ there is always hope yeah, yeah. well i know i kind of i literally asked zach at the last minute to be on because joy was gone but she wasn't feeling well so Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Thunder, Maybe coming too. on. Thunder. As <laughs> I wish I could play that right now, but I can't because it's not royalty free. Uh, <laughs> as always, thank you so much, all access subscribers. We mean that. I, f- I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, they go thanking the 
and they all access subscribers again it's like no for real but really thank you for real like this doesn't exist without you we're That's grateful right. thank you for partnering with us and being and, and joining in this fight with us um if you haven't we always would love to encourage you to go to apologiastudios.com and, and subscribe become an all access member it's 9.95 a month and it literally supports everything we're doing uh so please please check that out in abortionnow.com you can reach Zach is yeah. he this is what he does. He in every day of his life he's in this fight trying to end abortion. So And more churches are signing up Praise every God. day, man. Yes. So you you, you guys get listening. now after this this week. So. You guys listening? Keep keep coming. Yeah. We, we'll we'll help you. Absolutely. We'll we'll instruct you. We'll walk through this with you. So just let's let's do it. Let's get to work. Well, this is the sort of thing that God uses to to grow his kingdom. You know, right? You we this nonsense in New York, all of a sudden there's 7,000 more views of babies are murdered here. Exactly. There's seven, mm-hmm. Maybe there's, who knows how many people have seen an abortion now, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in, in the last two days. So, you know, that's how, that's how God grows his church and his kingdom is through persecution and trials and right. tribulation. So, uh, I think that's it. We'll try to do, a, we'll do a show again next week and then Pastor Jeff will be back. Please be praying for him and his family as he's still there and, and working faithfully. So, Amen, bro. Today's actually the, Jeff and Candy's 20th anniversary. So if you guys hear this, happy anniversary to you, young kids. <laughs> we love you. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Later. Love you.